0: Good afternoon. Welcome to First Word. I'm your boy, First Letter. My co-host, Little Debbie, couldn't join us today, but she will definitely be here for episode two. So, let me just jump right into this. Okay, man, this has been an amazing week in terms of hip-hop music. Two artists that I never, in the history of my listening to rap music, would ever think, clash, and have a war of words. Pusha T, my dude, and Drake. Okay, so before I get into what's been going on recently in the disc records, let me give you guys a little bit of backstory about how this all got started. Okay, so in about 2001, or I would say 2002, the clips were featured on a record uh, by Baby or Birdman entitled, What Happened to That Boy?, Now, as I'm led to believe, there was no payment from cash money to the clips, meaning Pusha T, his brother, No Malice, the producers of the record, which were the Neptunes, I believe. And basically, Universal and cash money just finessed them out of their bread. So it's been ongoing from there, and Pusha T has consistently taken jabs, excuse me, at cash money whether it be baby himself or little wayne over the years in different projects um he did so with exodus and even uh, on this new project that he just dropped daytona which is amazing i i would never think seven songs would be enough to suffice for avid hip-hop listeners such as myself but it's on point but anyway so now going back to the disc records okay drake released a record entitled Two Birds, One Stone, in which he questions the drug dealing background and the tough guy persona that Pusha T has been uh, displaying for years throughout his career. You know, it was cute. It was it was a nice few bars, you know, a nice little jab. And, you know, out of nowhere, you know, we get this infrared record that's on Pusha T's Daytona album. And Pusha T was really like going in and taking it a bit further now and and elaborating on some of the things that I guess he felt he needed to say, which is okay. And then, man, oh man, Drake drops the duppy freestyle. And I'm not going to lie to you. I got to give Drake his credit because for someone coming out and stepping into the scene the way that he did, you know, being the underdog, being clown because he had a strong acting background. You know, with DeGrassi and all of that. I um, I gotta give him his props. You know, he went in and he's not afraid of anyone, which is great. He can hold his own, which makes him a superstar. So I'll give him that credit. But um, a couple days ago, man, I was sitting in the car and I was listening to uh, Funk Flex, uh, over here in New York on Hot 97, and. Out of nowhere, Pusha T responds with the story of Adidon. And, man, it it, it hit below the belt, honestly. Like, the gloves came off with this record. And he talks about Drake's insecurities, mainly, and kind of exposes him. I guess if you can say that, um, bringing up things that are clearly out here in the media but not a lot of people have paid attention to uh, in Drake's uh, cover up of having a supposed love child with an adult film actress overseas. You know, I really didn't know how that was going to play out. And I didn't know that it would have been such a big deal for even me to talk about this. But um, I got to give kudos to Pusha T because he's keeping it authentic in the terms of being a lyrical battle you know the gloves come off nothing is safe you know there aren't any areas or any boundaries that you can't go you know a lot of people are giving him flack over mentioning Drake's producer uh 40 and you know him uh suffering from multiple sclerosis if I'm saying that correctly and uh you know a lot of people are really beating him up and bashing him about it but again Drake did mention Pusha's fiance. On that duppy Freestyle. So he kind of asked for it. You know, so my take on this whole beef is I got to ride with Pusha on this one. Because I'm from New York, born and raised. And I got to go with lyrics above anything else. And I like the strategy. It's very calculated. And Pusha's using the same technique that Drake used to get Meek Mill the fuck up out of here, honestly, which was he's using the internet to do his job by creating a narrative around Drake and the perspective of people. And this is something that Drake did, and it worked phenomenally well in destroying Meek Mill and silencing him. So I got to tip my hat off to Pusha T for that because he was ready. And I knew it from when I heard that freestyle that he was ready. So, you know, just to wrap this up, because I don't want to go too in-depth with all this stuff, you know, because this is not what I want to do. You know, I'm not DJ Academics or or any of these guys that promote the negative aspects of hip-hop. I like to focus on the positive things that, you know, these artists are out here doing. But I have to speak on this, man, because this is something big for me, because Pusha T You know, he's one of those guys, he's up there lyrically, you know, you can put him in that category with a hove. You can put him in that category with a Nas. And he's always been able to hold his own. And I've never seen any weak points or never heard anything that I have disliked from Pusher. He's always been consistently making good music, whether the debate would be if he's a hit maker or not, he makes good music. So... Just to move off of this portion of this topic, I got to give this one to Pusher. Now, the real question here becomes, how can Drake respond to all of these things? I mean, we all know about the insecurities and the things that have bothered Drake because he's spoken to this many times throughout his, his musical career, you know, with his father not being around, uh, the issues he's had he's had with his mom. And, you know, uh, women in the past. But this thing with having a love child, a supposed love child, you know, it's really turning the internet on its head. And it's got a lot of people now looking at Drake with the eyebrow up. So Drake's going to have, you know, some work to do. He's going to have to do his due diligence in getting, you know, under push's skin more than he already has by mentioning his fiance um right now i'm going to chime in with some people on the voice messages to see what the people out here are thinking about this whole drake pusha t feud that's going on so apparently i just played myself and i'm not able to get those voice messages and add it into this podcast it's the first episode ladies and gentlemen don't kill me off yet So I just had to put that little 30-second soundbite of that Duppy Freestyle in there as a transition piece. But moving along. Now, tomorrow, this upcoming Friday, June 1st, Kanye West will be releasing his album off of the Good Music label. Now, I don't think there's any coincidence as to why we haven't gotten a Drake response to the Pusha t shit yet. Now, from what I've been hearing from a couple of sources, may they be reliable or not, Drake is going to do something to sabotage Kanye West's rollout and his release in a major way. Now, could this be in the form of a diss record? Probably so. Probably so. Drake did respond recently on Instagram. I believe it was this morning or last night, if I'm not mistaken. And he just had to clarify the whole blackface picture that Pusha T used for the cover for the story of Adidon. Um, I get all of that. But I think I can speak for myself and other hip-hop fans and people that have been following what's been going on with the two of these guys. When we just want to hear the music. We want to hear what you got to say. We want to hear the bars. Because I know I do. Pusha T basically tried to cut your neck off, okay? So now it's time for you to retort. This is going to be very interesting to see how Drake maneuvers through this one. Because I think in Drake's complacency, he's comfortable with the fact of knowing that he was able to take apart someone like Meek Mill, who's a big deal in hip-hop still. He's not completely done away with. You know, Meek Mill is going through his own issues and his troubles, you know, with the legal matters. And, you know, I I support Meek wholeheartedly. You know, I've been fucking with Meek's music for I don't know how long. And I just pray that Meek gets into a space where he can be better as a person so he can get back on track to doing what he loves to do, which is make great music. But I think Drake became comfortable in the fact of having his support from his fans and seeing what played out from that situation, and I guess maybe he sat back a little too long in his rocking chair and probably thought that uh, Pusha T is is not on my level because he doesn't sell as much as I do, the fans aren't looking for him, there's a disconnect with the demographic because he's significantly older than me, he's older than the people who buy my music, and I think this is where Drake messed up in this particular situation, because Pusha reassured everyone that he can clash with anyone out here and I don't know I think Drake is on the ropes at this point Um, moving forward like I said any moment now we can get a response from Drake because like I said I've heard from a couple sources that he's geared up to do something and what this something is hasn't been disclosed to me I'm going to just speculate and say that it's going to be a diss record. But you never know what it could be. Um, I know that I'm looking forward to this Kanye album because I'm thinking Pusha is not done with this situation. I don't think he's going to play himself and come out with another record on some Remy Ma shit and just really kill himself. What I think he's going to do is probably dedicate a verse on this Kanye Record to Drake, but I believe OVO and I believe Drake they're going to sabotage this Kanye West rollout in a huge way. Now, June is going to be a crazy month for the releases coming from good music. Kanye's dropping his project, Tiana Taylor has a project dropping. And we also have a joint project with Kanye and Nas coming out in the middle of June. So, this is going to be pretty exciting. I know for me it is anyway. I know a lot of the, the younger people, you know, I, I seem like the old nigga just ranting. But, um, you know, I like it. You know, like I said, I'm a fan of lyrics. I'm a fan of bars before anything else. I'll put bars before bullshit and gimmick before anything else. But um, I'm excited, you know, and... This is the first episode, and I might be recording the second episode tonight, or as early as tomorrow, in regards to whether or not Drake drops a disc record. So, I appreciate you guys for tuning in with me, and uh, bearing with the shitty uh, mechanics. You know, I wasn't able to get you guys these voice messages, but um, I'll figure it out as we move along. Um, Again, it's your boy First Letter. Feel free to follow me on Twitter, at First Letter One. Also on Instagram, first letter underscore one. All right, see you guys on episode two.